You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 17. Today, we're going to talk all about creating that margin for magic in your business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, welcome back. James Wedmore here, and we just wrapped up one of our first of many interview episodes with a good friend of mine up here in the industry, Kate Northrup. Kate and I are really good friends. And for the past few years, I have really admired Kate because she has built and is continuing to build a successful, thriving business with her husband, Mike. And they not only use, but they embody a lot and more of the principles and the strategies, the mindset magic that we start to introduce you to here on the podcast. Some of these things that sound a little crazy and a little on the woo-woo side, that's fine. I'm so excited to bring you guests that are using it, that it's part of their daily life and their daily business routine, and they have a thriving, real, working business. So without further ado... Let's take a listen to that interview with Kate Northrup. Well, I'm really excited for today's episode because not only do I have one of my good friends, peers, and a mentor in the industry, Kate Northrup, on the call with us here today, but I feel like there is something that has come like complete circle here because this podcast, as we've started to talk about, was something that I was uh, pretty nervous about releasing, sharing what I practice, believe, and now teach and share here. But it actually started, was inspired a lot by Kate herself. And so I'm so excited to have you on the Kate, you on the phone, Kate, Kate on the call, call on the Kate. So Kate, how's it going? It's so good. Everything's going great. That's so awesome. I'm so excited to hear from you. So I want to just tell the quick backstory and you can jump in at any moment. Awesome. You held an event. What year was it? It was 2014 it was, or 15? It was 2014. Yes. Yeah, it was 2014. And it was oh. right around my birthday. And I remember it was a significant time for me in other ways because I just hit the seven figure mark in my business, but it was called the Freedom Immersion Event. And we did it in this like way off the beaten path, at least for me, wooded area. <laughs> like where it we were, was like, like in the woods in Maine. We like, were all like hanging out far away log, from the airport. <laughs> log cabins, you know, that just to set the stage. Everyone in the room was like, how would you describe these people? It was not your normal business and marketing mm. conference. No, definitely. Like it was like, spiritual folks with a side of business and marketing. Yeah. And I had up until that point been like the business and marketing guide with a dash of spiritual. You and Mike asked me to come speak. I'm like, what do you guys want me to talk about? And it was like all this like spiritual stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to know. But once I got in the room, it was like, you'd be the weird person if you weren't talking about it. So it was really like my, you know, first coming out of the closet of it. And I was like, wow, I need to be doing more of this. And then here we are creating a podcast from it. So I wanted to like take a moment and acknowledge you for that, for encouraging me and also being someone that's, that's doing this all yourself in your business and in your life every day. And I think that's really what we want to talk about is that, is how you're using it and what you're doing. So I guess like where I'd like to start is, you know, it's always so hard for me to put a label on all this stuff, but like, where did a lot of this stuff come from, from you, the stuff that 
you're going to be sharing with our like daily practices for you? Yeah. Well, I was raised in a household where we believed like in fairies regularly did rituals as a family. So, and of course I just looked at the clock and it's one eleven because it would have yeah. to be. So it's just, I grew up with it. It's like, you know, people who grew up with sports, like I grew up with believing in energy in large part, thanks to my mom, Christian Northrup, who has been a long believer in spirituality and a practitioner of the law of attraction, I just kind of grew up around it. I mean, I read Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, about the power of the mind and affirmations. When I was teen, I remember my mom teaching me about the power of pure positive energy, and that if you hold a positive thought for 17 seconds, it actually changes your vibration. So I remember, <laughs> I remember lying in bed when I was like in middle school, thinking about the cute boy I had a crush on and like trying to hold the thought of us holding hands. Because I always want to imagine, like, could you imagine if we kind of knew this stuff or it was like taught more mainstream when we were that age? I feel like, does that make it easier for you? Do you yes. run into people? Like I was talking to, to Mike, your husband, and he's had no like qualms jumping into this like straight head first into the deep end. I mean, I didn't know any better than I didn't know any better. This is just like how I was raised. But with Mike, what's really cool is he, you know, he was raised Catholic in the Midwest, like on, you know, beer and sports, you know, so super, <laughs> super conventional upbringing. And what's cool about him is that he learned about his first entry to it was learning about meditation, actually, from one of his original mentors in internet marketing, Jonathan Budd. And Jonathan talked about how meditation and some of his spiritual beliefs, he was able to draw a connection between starting to do some of these practices and making more money. And so for Mike, it became behaviorally relevant because he wanted to make money. So he was like, I'll do whatever. If I need to meditate, if I need to chant, like rituals, whatever, I'll do it. So I love James that you're teaching this stuff as well, because for those who might be more skeptical, like you can draw a connection to say, yeah, like my business has expanded as a result. And I can certainly say this for sure. And so it becomes behaviorally relevant. Like I think it's worth being spiritual and doing energy practices just to do them as like becoming a more highly evolved being, but it's also really cool that it helps you make money. Yeah, that is really cool. <laughs> but well, I felt like at that event, like it was, I could tell that you were nervous to share this yeah. stuff. And of course it was in a community that was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, they manifesting were, is nothing. You should hear it. some of the stuff I've done. <laughs> yeah, like, Bring it on. Let's right. go. See what you, yeah. see what you got. So it was really, it was really, and you rocked that coming out party. And I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. <laughs> and it was on that trip that I met your mom. You did give me a disclaimer <laughs> about your mom and your and you're like, all right, we're going over to her house for dinner. And I'm just going to warn you. It's, it's not your, you know, average family outing. Uh, she had you on the bio mat. Like, yes. <laughs> I walk into the front door and she's on the ground on this crystal mat. How would you describe what it was that she well, was using? It's called a bio mat. And it has, I think, amethyst crystals in it. And I don't, I have zero idea what it actually does, but I know I feel amazing when I lie down. Yeah, on it. it was awesome. I was like, I'm next. So that was so cool. So like in terms of like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of learning though, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like unconscious mm -hmm. incompetence, do you feel like you're at a level with some of the stuff where it is a unconscious competence where like you do it without thinking, like it's almost so easy, like that it barely even think about it and just do it. Or do you still find it like getting, the, I'm not doing this right. I got to change how I'm thinking or whatever. Well, there are certain aspects of it that are automatic for me. So you guys were talking in your episode about the law of attraction, how it's so important to choose a thought that feels better yeah. and to focus on not only like I loved the, the combination of focusing on gratitude for the present moment and then also anticipation of like the next awesome thing. 
And I do that automatically. I've always done that automatically. Like it's really easy for me to drop into gratitude and it's really easy for me to also be excited about the next thing. So I live my life like that pretty automatically. The things I would say I need some brushing up on or reminders on, and that's why actually that law of attraction podcast was so great, was I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) there are things in my life that I could really work on manifesting instead of just being like, oh, well, you know, I'm working towards that or like, well, the super boring. And so I, for example, Mike and I want to buy a house and we're kind of specific about what kind of house. And so your episode reminded me, oh my gosh, there's all these things in the energetic realm that I could be doing around this to have more fun with the desire of buying this house. And so, yeah, I need brushing up. So even though you've been doing this since a very young age or been aware of it, it's still like going to the gym or like... Yes. You still have to do some maintenance, I guess. Is yeah. Yeah. You also, still think- because like the cultural pull is not this. Yes. Wow. I mean, like the media is not this. The hanging out with people talking is generally not this. And so in order to be kind of like walking a different direction than everybody else, you have to keep reminding yourself like, oh, don't go with those people. Like go over here. You know, it's so funny that you say that, that there's like a media poll because, you know, growing up with the film background, when I learned script writing, the number one thing they taught in script writing was that there has to be conflict on every page. Every page of a script Mm. has to have conflict. Even if I was like, hey, you want to go out and get a drink tonight? If you have a character asking that, someone has to... There has to be friction about that. They have to say, no, I can't. I'm busy. And there has to be a problem there. And you just see that. I see that every time I watch even a reality TV show or your favorite sitcom. There's always conflict. And a lot of what we're talking about here and like getting each other to have as a natural habit and way of thinking is that there's no conflict. That we like release the conflict. And a show can only be good when there is conflict. Because there's conflict and the resolution. What if we could just skip the conflict piece and go straight to the resolution? That would be really nice. Wow. But I love how you use the word dropping in to gratitude because I feel like a word like gratitude can be really cliche and cheesy sounding because it's just like walking around saying hashtag grateful. It's like, no, no, no. It's like I become gratitude. Like you're like embodying it as your way of being. And I think that is so important. And I don't know of any other more effective way to convey it than the way you just said it, which is dropping in to that. It it feels it's a physical to me. Gratitude is a physical experience. You know, I'm a dancer and like, I've always been just a really body focused person. So like I have to feel it in my body in order to know that there's been a shift. I mean, that's what's so powerful about like Tony Robbins and his state change, for example, that we are able to change our mental and emotional states through a physical experience, which is why exercise is so important. And, you know, all those sorts of things, but gratitude to me is a feeling. So one of the things I want to talk about with you in a moment is all the stuff that you and Mike do together. Cause you know, I'd love to have you also share how you guys run your business together, but a lot of the stuff that you guys do behind the scenes to set the expectation for manifesting your financial goals and other goals that you've created in your business. But before that, I want to share the other reason why I was so excited to have you on, not just because of this coming out party that you facilitated for me at at the (laughs) Total Immersion event, but that about six months, maybe five months later, we held a little mastermind event. And that was such a significant event for me because I got to see, you know, in a mastermind, for those of you who've done them, it's a lot of like, here's what's working in my business, here's what's not. And it was at the beginning of the year. So we got to see your entire 2014. And I got to see how much of the magic that you instill in your business and how much that is like conveyed and and then 
how much that just creates like your lifestyle. And then we kind of, you came up with this term that I loved so much called the margin for magic or the margin of magic. Mm -hmm. And I'd love if you could just talk a little bit about what that is and what that means to you. Well, how it came about is that we were talking about setting goals and that because we were walking through during that mastermind, a goal that we had a financial goal and we were walking through how we planned to get there. And I don't like to over orchestrate the how, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. to me, yes, you need to put in place. Clearly you need to be building your list and like have something awesome that you're offering. And you need to tell people what you're offering. I mean, there are certain things that you need to do, but then to me, the difference between where every single strategized action that you have ends and your goal kind of begins is that margin for magic to know that, yeah, like up until X amount of dollars, I pretty much know how I'm going to get there. But this goal is a little bit of a stretch. And like the in-between is the margin for magic. I'm excited to see what it is and what's going to bring us there. Yeah. So basically the way it went down is, you know, just to use simple numbers, let's say she was like, I want to generate $100,000. And so she's like, okay, 20 is going to come from here. 20 is going to come from here. And 20 is going to come from there. And someone was like, okay, but what about the other 40,000? That's not just going to come out of thin air. Why not? It always has before. And then what's so funny is as you backtracked your year, you were talking about things that you were like, oh, you know, my friend was doing a launch and I wanted to support them. And it did like $60,000. And then we had an idea for an ebook and we just put it out there and we made 150,000. And it's like, those are those examples of that. And I think at the end of the day, allowing for a margin of magic and inviting or welcoming that is really coming from a place of detachment. Yes. Like not being so attached to, I, I know exactly where this is coming from and how it's going to show up. And it can't possibly be any other way than this way. And I always encourage people to have that, to look for that margin of magic expect it to come in in a way that might surprise you, will surprise you. Yeah. So that's so awesome. So, okay. Over the years, since we've been friends, you've always shared some pretty awesome things that you do, usually with Mike, behind the scenes when you're gearing up for a launch, promotion, or a project. And I would love if we could just start like spitballing some of the things that you've done. And I'm just going to push you to go as crazy and as far down as I call the woohoo, the woohoo rabbit hole as we possibly can. I'll give you the list of various things. And I can't say we do every single one for every single launch because sometimes we forget, but actually this episode is a great reminder. After we get off, I am going to make a list of all the things Mm. so that for our upcoming launch, we actually do all of them. So thank you for this. And and before you get into it, can we start by prefacing that I did a pre-call with Mike just to prep for this. And he's like, other than our last launch, You either hit or exceeded all of your goals. Is that accurate? That is accurate. And I will say this, like at the beginning, so when Mike and I met, I had, well, here's like a great example of the margin of magic. So when Mike and I met, I was blogging and I didn't even really know that like a website could be a business. I was just like, and occasionally offering affiliate stuff because I liked my friends and wanted to help them. And I was making pretty good money. And I only had a list of, at that time, like it was, my list was, I think, 3,000 people. And what was cool is like, for example, in the B-School launch, um, because I started working with Marie on that the first time she ever launched. She and I, of course, oh, great manifesting story. So I saw Marie speak at Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts. So she was a guest speaker and everybody 
like inundated her afterwards because they were just like, she's so amazing. You know, I want to talk to her, whatever. And I just was like, I was like, you know, I'm really resonating with this woman, but I'm not going to be a fangirl. So I decided not to go say anything to her. And I was just like, our paths will cross when our paths cross. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know it, a couple weeks later, I'm in a yoga class in the Hamptons and we became really close friends. So, and that was the summer that she was cooking up B-School for the first time. So I was doing the launch and what was cool is I have been consistently in like the top 10 affiliates with a comparably much smaller list than a lot of the other affiliates. And to me, what that means is there is a margin for magic yes. <laughs> because it's just like the numbers haven't always lined up, but something works there. And I think it's because there's a lot of heart in what I'm promoting and it's really about, you know, believing in something. So I don't even remember why I had to tell you that, but I did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad we had that side story. <laughs> so one of the things that we do very commonly, and this is for launches, but also other things in our lives is called a divine love healing meditation. And this is something I learned from my mom and you can learn about it at worldserviceinstitute.org. A guy named Bob Fritchie, who's actually an engineer kind of connected to divine love. It takes like two minutes and you say a petition about you want to release anything that is basically blocking whatever it is that you are desiring, whether it's health, whether it's abundance, whatever it is. And then you channel in divine love through your system, specifically through your thymus gland, but you may not even know where that is. It doesn't really matter, but it's right like on your breastbone. So if you were to like gasp and go, like, it's exactly where you would touch. That's your thymus gland. And so I love doing that if I have a physical ailment or around anything where I have stuck energy. I will tell you as woo-woo as I am, I'm super action oriented. So I love to know that I'm doing something about something. And I have a tendency to have a little bit of an anxious mind. And so like, if there's a problem, I will obsess about it. And so I like to have my whole list of things that I can do on an energetic plane and then also on the practical plane so that I can do something about it and not obsess when like it's maybe at the end of a launch and you know, like you're not close to your goal and you don't know why. And it's like, there's not anything else you can think of from a mental standpoint to do. Those are the moments when all of these energetic tools come into play because a, I do believe they're working on an energetic plane, but B, it gives your mind a freaking break so you can stop thinking so much and welcome in a new possibility of a solution that you might not have thought of if you just sat in front of your computer screen. But if you go do a meditation, if you go surfing, mm. if you go to yoga class, if you, you know, go have a dance break, then... I think your channels are open for possibilities that would not have come through. And, and let me ask you something there because I think you're touching on something so huge. A lot of people struggle with that because they feel like they can't do that or they feel guilty. What do you say to that? Have you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about where someone's like, yes. no, I I'm in the middle of a I can't be just going for a walk right now. Because that's the linear thinking of if I do X, Y, and Z, I will get this result. Yes. But that does not factor in the margin of magic <laughs> because right. the world doesn't work that way. Like, you know, the theory of relativity and all this stuff, it's all relative. It's all subjective. A plus B does not always equal C. And so like A plus B plus a walk in the woods 
might mean a seven-figure launch versus A plus B plus sitting at your computer screen for another 15 hours may mean missing your mark. And so I think we need to open up that space because it connects us with our heart. It connects us with our physical body. And I really do think like sometimes your brain just needs a break in order to come up with a creative solution. Like that's why we think of great ideas when we're in the shower, because we're not obsessing about them. We're just like moving our body and like spacing out and then something has space to come in because all those wires and your gears aren't turning so hard. Okay, so divine love meditation. Always, always for a lot, Mike and I sit down at the, you know, like right when the card opens or right before the card opens or something like that. And we sit face to face and we light a candle and I will say something along the lines of may this product launch and let's say it was our feng shui course, may the launch of feng shui for financial freedom positively uplift the lives of X number of people, which is, you know, the number of people we want to have enroll and may that bring in revenue for us of X number of dollars. And in exchange for that, may the prosperity of these people, you know, completely blossom and may that ripple out into their lives and bless the lives of hundreds of thousands of people who they touch. And so it is. I'll say something like that. I make it up every time. I love that you have the in exchange. There's like an acknowledgement of the value that is being provided through the, as I say, the transaction creates the transformation. But yeah, because, you know, obviously when someone's going to step up and pay for your feng shui course, they're going to, they put skin in the game. They're going to actually take it seriously. But I love that piece of it. Well, it is such an important piece. And I will say this. Getting back stories from people whose lives have been changed by my book or, you know, really who had a huge benefit from the Feng Shui for Financial Freedom course or any of the other things that we offer. And I know we've talked about this before, James, like that's way more satisfying than money. And I love the money in the bank too. So I don't want to choose. But at the same time, like (laughs) the reason I do what I do is because it's so much fun to help people because there's plenty of ways to make money. Okay, so that's what we do. We do our little candle meditation. And then so I say some sort of incantation, similar to what I just said. And Mike says his own version of it. And then we sit and we breathe for a couple of minutes. And then we say, and so it is. And then we kind of like go back to our computers and go about our day. (laughs) Work on your squeeze page. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then I get back to marketing copy. (laughs) So we do that. We usually in our new home, we move in actually a year ago. It's not that new, but we do that meditation in our wealth and prosperity area Mm -hmm. from a feng shui perspective. That's also where my office is. So I work in our wealth and prosperity area of our home. Only recently though, because Mike and I were working in the same office and we were driving each other bananas. So I, But that's a big thing for us is feng shui. So during a launch, and for those of you who don't know what feng shui is, it's the ancient Chinese art of placement. And the idea is that our stuff actually has a vibrational energy and that our stuff talks to us so that our lives can become reflections of what's going on in our physical environment and vice versa. So like if you live in a really clogged up, cluttered house, that can lead to stagnation and depression in your life as an example. And I know you have a stellar course on this that I will include in the show notes that I highly recommend checking out. What is the name of it again? It's called Feng Shui for Financial Freedom. I love that. Now I have one question I want to ask. It's always bugging me about the topic of feng shui. And it's really is what came first, the chicken or the egg in terms of like, okay, people say like, Oh, if you experience like money leaving you quickly, it's because of X, Y, Z in your house. And I'm always wondering, it's like, is the money leaving because this is placed in your house or was it placed in your house because you're having that issue in your life? Does that make sense? It does make sense. It's a great question. I do not know the answer to it because 
here's the thing with feng shui. So here's a funny feng shui story that will kind of like clear this up. My teacher, Tara Catherine Collins, who runs the Western School of Feng Shui, had a client who wanted to attract love in her life, romantic love and partnership. And so Tara, when you want to attract romantic love, you want to have pairs of things in your home, like two candles, two, you know, little lovebird statues, two sides of your bed, two matching end tables, things like that on your bedside tables. And so this woman said, okay, I went home, I put pears everywhere. And like within a couple of weeks, I totally met the man of my dreams and, you know, we're getting married. And Tara said, that's so cool. And Tara happened to be seeing her house and noticed that the woman had actually misunderstood the instructions and put pears. So she had like fake pears everywhere and she totally manifested the love of her life. Now, do I think that that is from putting pears in her house? No. From the intention that she had that every time she saw those pears, she was believing those pears are bringing me my love. And of course she attracted her love. And so I don't think it actually matters what you do. I think it matters where your alignment is. And this is all right back to Jerry and Esther Hicks. It matters where our vibration is at. And so I think that like feng shui and meditation and doing visualizations and vision boards and all this stuff are simply accessories to keep our vibration where we want it to be. And as they serve as constant reminders to come back to that place. And it's also like, just like you said, James, in the first episode, like is feng shui like the placebo effect? I don't know. Like, I don't care. It works. It doesn't like harm anyone. It doesn't, I mean, like, It's so easy to do and it's actually really fun. It is super fun. And so during our launches, I'll put fresh flowers in our wealth and prosperity area. I'll do different chi enhancers. So I might, you know, come in here and add a crystal or two, do fresh flowers, light a candle in here, keep a light on, add in a throw pillow. You know, I just kind of like spruce up the wealth and prosperity area. There's a quadrant quadrant for like, what is it like fame and notoriety or something? Fame and reputation. Fame and reputation. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything for that during the launch? Since it's a lot about like putting yourself out there? You know, that's a great question. I haven't, but I certainly could. In our fame and reputation area, we have like a couple of magazines that we've been featured in and all my, and Mike was so sweet. He got all my books framed, all the different languages that they got published in. So like we have a whole, we have a hallway a hall of fame, basically, in our home. And that's our fame and reputation. What a great guy. You told me a story about a big crystal that you purchased about almost what, like two years ago now. Yeah. Can you just quickly share what that meant to you and obviously how much it cost? If you don't mind. I will say, I will say, I don't think I've ever said this publicly. So this is like, this is, I feel a little, I'm like getting spiritually naked here. We bought a crystal, a citrine crystal. So we were on our honeymoon or we had took like a mini moon up at Mount Desert Island in Maine, Acadia after we got married. And there was an energy healer guy we were working with. And he texted me while we were on our honeymoon to say, I found your crystal because he was sort of like looking for a crystal for us for a while. And he hadn't found the right one. And he kept sending me pictures of them. And I kept being like, that's not my crystal. Like, I don't know. I just looked at the picture and I was like, man, man, like I didn't like it. So I kept saying no. So finally he found one and he sent me the picture and I really resonated. And this was a crystal for prosperity. Citrine is traditionally for prosperity. And so we decided to go for it. And it was an $11,000 crystal. But we did it. And I have to say, like, we, you know, I mean, I, and again, like, who cares? I don't know if it made a difference with our income that year, but we made more money than we ever made in our lives. <laughs> so we did some of our meditations for our launches, like, around the crystal. I mean, this is like, you really go down the wormhole. So right now, that crystal and our other crystals needed to be like, they needed to take a break energetically. So they're actually over the side of the bank at my mom's house, like 
taking a year outside to be in nature. So yes, my $11,000 crystal is currently sitting in Maine in January or February in the mud. So because it's clearing itself. So we do some stuff with crystals. I'm not, to be honest, James, I think you know a lot more about crystals than I do. That's something I'd like to learn more about. Awesome. I'm trying to think what else we do. So I loved, actually, I got this one from you, James, the visualization of seeing my laptop, like sitting on the globe on the earth, and then seeing kind of little lines of energy or connection strings to all the people all over the planet who will be benefiting from purchasing a course or purchasing a product from us and really feeling that heart connection to them. So in moments, just, you know, a couple times throughout the day, just tuning into that visual and seeing us being connected to all of them and knowing that all of those human beings are the ones benefiting and that it all kind of is coming through the internet, but that we are connected energetically. So I love that visualization. So and to expand upon that, what, what I do, and I don't know if I made this up slash like borrowed it from something, but it's now it's become like a very common practice for me at all. Visualize the globe you know, all of planet earth and like start to first imagine tiny white lights, like lighting up all across the planet, like signifying these are my prospect. These are the people that we are attracting. Cause ideally in business, we all want to attract our ideal customer that this is our stuff is a right fit for them. Mm. So I kind of imagine like that's me calling those people that are ready for this, want this or excited about it. And it resonates with them. And then I use something to symbolize my product. And it's usually like a laptop with like, you know, my logo in it or something and just connecting through like a white light, each of those dots to the laptop. It's like floating above. I don't know. And again, it's like, it is, it's like stacking the deck right. for me and throwing all of it at the wall that we can and yeah. see what sticks. So that's awesome. So the other thing that, that Mike does is he started doing this when we lived in downtown Portland and his office was down the street, the office that inspired your office actually. Yes, I, thought, I love that little store. And so he, on his walk from our house to his office every day, every step he was, his little mantra was like, let's say our course was $197. Every step was 197, 197, 197. So he was imagining and visualizing that with every step he took, one more sale was made. And so he did that on the way to the office and on the way home. It's really fun. And you could do that. He did it this summer paddleboarding. So each stroke was, you know, 197, 197. Keep going. Right? So, and then I would say our wackiest, and I have never, I shared this publicly once, but it was like at a workshop with like a hundred women. So, this is feeling a little scary as well. <laughs> and for the sake of, you know, the common good, I will share that. So if you're familiar with the chakra system, the chakras are seven energy centers of the body and they are associated with different parts of our lives. So, and they're in different organ systems as well. So the first chakra is your sense of safety and security in the world. It has to do with your immune system and your skeletal system and, you know, kind of your bones. And so that's our foundation. That's the first chakra. It's like has to do with our family issues. And the second chakra is is money, sex, and power. And it's our reproductive center. And so, and also low back. And so what Mike and I have done for our launches is prior to a launch, like I get all, I'm like, ah! <laughs> prior this. to a launch, we'll actually like with the intention, we'll use, and I've actually heard it referred to as sex magic before, but we will actually like have sex with the intention of that energy kind of spreading into the cosmos and assisting our launch because we figure, I mean, having sex is fun and can't hurt. <laughs> so with the intention that that particular, like that particular time together 
is kind of like helping the launch or helping the, you know, the prosperity for our family and for other people as well. Because it is, and I mean, I've, I've studied a little bit of Tantra and some other kind of like sacred sensuality stuff. And it is super powerful energy. I mean, the energy of sex is what makes lives. I mean, it's crazy when now having actually carried a child and given birth to a child and knowing how that comes, like, it's just freaking mind blowing. That's the most, talk about the most powerful thing. I mean, certainly the most powerful thing I have ever done. And I think that I will ever do is create a human being and that my body has the wisdom to do that. And that it made like an ear and a liver Mm -hmm. without me even having to think about it. So I figure that that same energy could certainly assist us in an online launch for sure. That Um, is awesome. And I think it's even more awesome that you were willing to share that. You know, you don't have to go have sex, like have a dance party in the kitchen. Whatever is going to help you be out of your head and into your body so that you can tap into your resources that aren't just in your mind. Because I think our mind can be limited in terms of just our pure intellect Mm -hmm. and thinking we can always think our way into a solution because oftentimes... I think the best solutions come from feeling. That's awesome. And it must help exponentially the fact that you and Mike work together. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah, you guys we both have aligned. the same intention in yeah. mind. And I mean, you know, some of the things that I suggest, like he thinks I'm totally whacked, but he'll do it anyway. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Mm-hmm. You can plan your launches around what would be appropriate astro- astrologically. Yes. So, for example, I don't recommend doing a launch during Mercury retrograde mm-hmm. because Mercury retrograde is chronic for technology and communication issues. So, like, just set yourself up for success and don't do it then. Jupiter is the planet of abundance and the planet, it's kind of like Jupiter, everything that it touches, it's kind of like the fertilizer planet. So look at the Jupiter transits and see if you can time your launch with Jupiter or, you know, that's like a whole other thing that could be a whole topic, but you should interview somebody else because I don't know enough about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think we will, but that's, I mean, that's awesome. And I love that you're using it. Like we don't have to become an expert and have mastery of it to start using it. Exactly. uh, I do my best to use that stuff as well, believe it or not. So this has been so awesome. And you know, anytime we do get together, I love geeking out with you on this. So I could talk to you for hours about this stuff. I wanted to ask one final question, especially now that you're a mother and a business owner. And I guess the question is, is like when Penelope is old enough or at a certain age, like what is some of the wisdom that you are really excited about imparting in her? Mm. Such a good question. I mean, (laughs) to be honest, the first thing that comes to me is I really want to tell her about compound interest. I mean, I met this little girl on an airplane and she was flying by herself to go visit her grandmother and she was like six or something and she was very chatty and she was sitting next to me. So we talked the whole flight and she had $20 that somebody had given her. And I asked her what she was going to do with that $20 and she said she would buy candy. And I was like, okay, how can I explain compound interest to a six-year-old? I made up this whole analogy about a garden and watering the plants and over time and da, 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 and she loved it. And so we talked about like, what if you spent 50% of that $20 on, you know, what if you spent $10 on candy and $10, you, you know, could use this magical garden of compound interest to actually grow for the future. So I really love that. <laughs> but great. that probably won't be the only thing I talked to Penelope about. I mean, really, I want her to know that like she is a power source. And that men and women, like we have 
within us the ability to create life, which means we have the ability to create a lot of other things and that she has the ability to build and create and manifest whatever she wants. And that I love the intro of your podcast, hard work and like suffering and hustle are not always prerequisites. Mm -hmm. And so I really want her to know that while it's important to show up in the world and give value, it's not important for it to suck. I'm excited to tell her about that. Thank you for sharing that. And that's also why, I mean, it's so great having you on because I really think of you a lot when we're crafting these episodes because it is like in the back of my mind, like, how do we get everyone to be more like Kate? (laughs) Because you do take action and you do have business acumen and obviously a money sophistication, but you also practice all these things that you just shared with us. And I think the answer at the end of the day is both. It is. It's the left side and the right side and putting it all together. You're the result of that. And I think you're rocking it. And you know, I just want to acknowledge you for that because I see you guys grow. I see you thrive. I see you also having a life and a family. And when I talked to Mike before this, he's like, you know, our biggest thing is about slowing down. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're like the only person on the planet who's saying that. Everyone's like, how do I do more? Like, how do I, I don't have enough time and I need to figure out how I can sleep less and take pills that'll make me smarter and quicker and faster and more productive, more efficient. And he was like, we just want to slow down. Yeah. I mean, 2015, my goal for 2015 was to do less. That's a great goal. Mm. And it was awesome. I mean, I think I took... I don't know. I mean, I barely worked when I was pregnant past the first quarter of the year. So like I basically took nine months off last year because then I took maternity leave and we made the same amount of money as we had the prior year with like a drastically way less work. That's so awesome. Yeah. So it's possible. It is totally possible. It is possible. So thank you, Kate. Now I want to talk quickly because you've got some great stuff out there. We talked about your feng shui course. We'll have that in the show notes. I highly recommend that. You're also the author of Money, A Love Story. Can you give a quick synopsis of what this book is about? Yes. I have never met anybody who is not a little bit screwed up in their relationship with money, no matter how much money you have. And so Money, A Love Story is about having a better relationship with your money so that you can create more financial well-being. It's about upping that vibration so you can not only attract more money, but be smart about the money you already have. And it's really about creating financial well-being, financial freedom emotionally and also practically so that you can do the things you want to do and you're not freaked out about money. It's a fantastic book. I highly recommend it. I will have the link for you in the show notes. Kate, is there anything else? that you want to plug, share, or point our listeners to? Love it when you come visit me at katenorthrop.com. I send a weekly blog out each week. And I also really want to say, James, like you've taught me so much about business and Mm. you're an amazing teacher and I'm so glad you're doing this podcast and I want to thank you for what you do. I will continue to listen and I'm really grateful to have been on. Okay, thank you, Kate. We'll see everyone else on the next episode. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars. Yet even better, I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training. Yet I've never taught my system on how to actually get started. How to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan. Until now. The information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in, well, now is your time. 
For the next eight weeks, I'm going to be delivering a brand new training course live showing exactly how to get started and get profitable, even if you have no list, no product, or no idea. And the best part is, it's 100% free. All you have to do is request an invite to my private Facebook group. Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in-depth training with homework, action items, and of course, Q&A. So to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.